look, the the Chiefs have some issues. I mean, we've talked about miscommunication and not being on quite the same page as an issue for the Chiefs and the Chiefs offense for a little while now. But if you look over what's going on in Buffalo, it could 100% be worse because I never expected to say the phrase, the 9-11 stuff wasn't even the most damning part. It's bad in Buffalo, but it's good here at Only Weird Games. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours. I have to immediately provide context, of course, for all of our sakes, but it is Only Weird Games here on KC Sports Network. I'm Joshua Briscoe with Seth Kaiser and Nate Taylor. Uh, Ty Dunn, Tyler Dunn. Uh, Tyler Dunn. Yes, the, Tyler Dunn. His at is Ty Dunn. He's Tyler Dunn Tyler on Dunn. Substack. Uh, he has dropped a three-part series Ooh. on the problem in Buffalo, which he has succinctly titled The McDermott Problem. And so uh, if you have not yet logged on to your various social medias of choice today maybe you didn't get the push notification of adam schefter tweeting uh retweeting something like sean mcdermott when asked about the 9-11 comments which is how i learned about it i i am a a, a happily paying subscriber to uh to tyler's excellent Substack, but i didn't see that when the story dropped what i saw was the out of context context and I don't know what kind of energy the the six and six Bills are bringing right now, but I know the kind of energy their coach is bringing, and I don't care for it. You know, guys, I'm I'm reading a, a new book right now that uh, it's been kind of been kind of an inspiration to me. I'm at the beginning part, but there's a there's a kind of a main character there right now. You've got kind of four main characters and. One of the main characters is really kind of making things happening, kind of a mover and a shaker mm. right away in chapter three. Um, it's it's this snake that's convincing these people that are otherwise really happy oh. to to just throw things away. And, you know, you got to hand it to the snake. Uh, you know, it clearly had a lot of planning involved in this. Pretty persuasive. Um, so I'm excited to see how it ends. I was just thinking maybe as we plan out only weird games, we could just really try to, you know, really take a look at that snake and think about planning things out in advance and, you know, being persuasive with the things that we say. I haven't gotten to the end yet, so I'm not sure what's going to happen um, or who this snake is exactly, but I think it's going to go well for him. So. Yeah, by the end, I'm sure you will have a, a revelation. Um, <laughs> Nate, I, uh, I have to imagine that you, as a... Big J journalist, a real honest to God journalist here on a show with two chuckle bleeps. You you have to have a craftsman's level of appreciation of however much. I don't know how much of this you've read so far, but yeah, this is this this is a special piece. Tyler Dunn talked to 25 current former members of the Mm -hmm. Bills organization for this story. Nate, is 25 sources for a three-part story a lot of sources? Uh, yes. It is It is what we would call in the business thorough. <laughs> um, so... I have a follow-up question. Yes, yeah, sure. You, how long would it take you to find 25 people willing to say legitimately 
terrible things about Andy Reid. I mean, I have LeSean McCoy's better signal, so really just 20 or years. could I? Yeah. Like, I mean, could you? It would take some time. I don't I don't want to, um, you know, the, yeah, how do I want to play this, kids? Um, <laughs> it would take, it would take quite a while. Um, now, would I need a bye week? Um, sure. Would I need a time frame of, you know, the most ultimate important game of the season to to sort of uh put this to put this on a post on a website sure you know that's not that's not out of the realm um you know right as a team's trying to make you know a, a legitimate playoff push um you know i'm sure it's fine I, i'm sure guys in the i'm just say in the in the legitimate text chain that we have before the Bills fly to Kansas City to play the Kansas City Chiefs, you always have to think, all right, are these 25 sources, who's like the one? Who's the one that really like, you know, like really lit the match? Um, is it Ken Dorsey? I think Ken Dorsey and Stefan Diggs should get co-author credit on this. I don't know. I have not. I I have talked to Tyler a couple of times. I have not uh-huh. talked to him today. This is yeah. No, what, this we, is him, like not reporting. Pure speculation, kids. If he did, if he did this without Ken Dorsey, Leslie Frazier, and Stefan Diggs, he it deserves two Pulitzers. Now, now look. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's like that's that's like trying to figure out where I am on a given day and figuring out without talking to my wife or my boss or like my closest <laughs> friends. Like, how did you do that? Like, what? <laughs> Nate, will you he, please he, not make any more flight references? Oh, I really he, don't want to laugh at this. He told Leslie Frazier, you can go anywhere, man. You can you can get on a plane and go anywhere. We don't need you. We don't We don't need you. Actually, we might keep you on the payroll. We might not. I don't know, man. Why don't we just reconvene? Why don't we rendezvous in a year and see where we are? You know, um, they told Leslie Frazier to take a hike. Guys, guys, if Leslie Frazier is not one of the 25 people who may or may not have talked to Tyler Dunn, God bless him. Um... So, with that in mind, uh, can I just can I just do our audience the justice? In particular, the audience that is not viewing um, and listening to us right now, because guys, I've seen some crazy quotes in my day, and I love this league. I love this league for this particular reason. Can I read the quote, Josh? Yeah, I was also going to read a quote, so I can't wait to figure out what quotes we're going to read. Okay. All right, let me, let me rub my chest. <laughs> Guys, it's... This is... Oh, good for Adam Schefter to, you know, actually link to this man's work. Um, one by... Just tell you, Tyler... It, I know how Substack works. Yes. And if the, the number of people that are like, well, I'm only going to read these three articles, so I'll just pay for a one monthly thing. So like $7.99 or whatever he charges per month. Other people might charge a little differently than I do. And and his work is exceptional. He's got access and he does a great job. That dude, I hope he got, I hope right now he's watching Stripe 
just look like a Patrick Mahomes chart right now. It's just like, what? Just rechecking it every two minutes, talking to his wife, just like, hey, baby, baby, we're not just going to Florida this winter. We're buying Florida. Anyway, Nate, go ahead. I'm sorry, but I hope this guy gets all the all the clicks and all the subscriptions. He told the entire team they needed to come together. But then, that's reasonable. But then, sources on hand say he used a strange model, the terrorist, on September 11th, 2001. He cited the hijackers as a group of people who were all able to get on the same page to orchestrate attacks. And this is where, as a writer, I know exactly what Tyler's doing. To perfection. One by one, McDermott started asking specific players in the room questions. What tactics do you think they used to come together? A young player tried to methodically answer, God bless that child of God. I don't know. Poor guy. He just tried, coach, he's just trying to get another paycheck this week. Why you do this to him? Back to the story. What do you think their biggest obstacle was? Well, I would say it's quite tall. Um, to which a veteran player answered, TSA, which mercifully lightened the mood. Um, I don't think this man can get on the plane, guys. <laughs> you think it's sick? You think, you think interim I don't, coach? Uh, God, who, else, who coaches with him still? I don't I give, give Joe Brady the job. I don't know. Brady. Brady. I don't know if Sean. I don't know if Sean McDermott can get on the plane. And I'm being dead serious. Can't well, I mean, he's plane? probably figured out a way to get on a plane when he probably shouldn't. Uh, you can't blame us for that, Seth. That's I your own statement. That you can't I blame know. someone else. For I'm sorry. You know it's, that, right? I can't. Ex- I can't. Um. I cannot. Good I want to tell two. Two. I'm going to tell two stories. Thomas Lester. Uh, we could put his 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 beloved can, comments on. I, can, uh, can, before you do that, can I just say? Hey, Seth. Before you say, can I just real quick? Go ahead, Seth. Okay. I handle horrible things with laughter. Yep. It's so a do side I. Side effect of working as a child protection attorney for the last however many years. And it's a defense mechanism. And yeah, reference was horrible. And I'm sorry that I can't stop laughing at this report. And I'm just going to let people know that in advance. And there is nothing I can do about this. Look, especially with, you know, Norm Taylor here reading through it with such a stone face. Look, look I just look. can't stop picturing it, guys. Like, I just can't stop picturing it's the Scott's thoughts of an NFL. It is. Like, it's unbelievable. I've never been able to rewatch that. Jessica Pagulia, God bless wherever she is, trying to get ready for the Australian Opens. Gotta call her mom and say, I don't know if he can get on the plane. We might have to, we may have to bring him in. The, the Pagulias, they've been through some stuff, y'all. Um, yeah, man, it ain't, it ain't a good day. Uh, but no, Thomas. Uh, you know, uh, if I could uh, scroll here through my through my lovely computer, Thomas Lester said 
No way he said that, Nate. For real, Nate. He um, apologized for it today. Lester. He literally apologized for it. I can assure you he said this. I can assure you this team meeting happened. And if you think Hart Knox tells you just a, a, a lovely picture where I'm, I, I have the TV to the max so that Holly can hear from upstairs where the secondaries coach, I believe it was the safeties coach for the Miami Dolphins told his players about the Washington commanders. We can have no explosives. And he just kept saying the phrase over and over again. Like we can't have no fucking explosives. And again, he said it like 12 times to a room full of grown men. And I was telling my wife, they're not in FBI bomb training. They're not in, they're not in, they're, they're not on single team, whatever. He just, <laughs> he's just screaming, we can't have explosives. Coach, this is not the military. So if, if, if the Miami Dolphins secondary coach is saying this, Sean McDermott. People don't see even, things. I don't even want to get inside this man's head. I don't even want to get inside his head, y'all. But all we said gonna, we all go. We gonna get to Chiefs Brock or Chiefs Bills. There's too much going on in my head. You mean America versus the Bills? Um, but but honestly, if you gotta call, hey, look, this this happened with the Justin. You know, it is amazing what this season has provided us. Um, because it was around this time in week three where they said, hey, man, bring hey, bring him back out. Bring Justin Field. Hey, get all the reporters. I got oh, yeah, to talk that. to the media again. When you have to have a second press conference, it's gone poorly. It's gone so poorly. And again, I'm trying to write uh, a story for the athletic that is so football, tactical, and statistical heavy. And I and I I screamed, I screamed in my own house when I read this quote for the first time. Because ain't no way, Coach, ain't no bleeping way you did this to us. And with a story of this nature, again from Tyler Dunn, I just want to remind people that you have to corroborate these things. This isn't just one source going rogue. You need you. I'm assuming here, but the responsibility as a journalist is you need to you need a multitude of layers of confirmation uh the bills may have been aware of this and that the story was going to come out um obviously as seth said earlier sean mcdermott has basically copped to it i mean what other what other tactic what other tactic do you have we're going to apology here in a minute but look um you need multiple people to tell you these things um for it to be legitimate and yeah just what obstacles did they have to overcome? You, do you know what state he lives in? What state he's asking people? Only football team. The only NFL How did no one respond? Season. Like my my first thought is like morality. You know, like the natural inclination. You know what? I can't answer that question. It's too awkward. Here's uh, goes. Did they? It was McDermott's opening statement today. I'm going to start interrupting Seth when I feel like he's in danger. Um, Seth, the sooner you start, the sooner you start appreciating it and stop resenting it as a defense mechanism for you, I think you'll start seeing me as a better friend. Quote: 
My intent in the meeting that day was to discuss the importance of communication and being on the same page with the team. I regretted mentioning 9-11 in my message that day, and I immediately apologized to the team. Next tweet. <laughs> Not only was 9-11 a horrific event in our country's history, but a day that I lost a good family friend. Unbelievable. Uh, and it's just, like, I could like, I just, if I, you could have thought about that before you said that thing. Um, shout out to Derek Hernandez, who says... Sean McDermott auditioning to be the first head coach of the Saudi's first professional football league. Guys, please don't make me laugh at this. That's all you can do, Seth, because it's real. Yeah, that all you can do is that we can laugh at Sean McDermott. Yes. Yes, that's what we're laughing at. Yes. Yes. To be clear, clear, Sean McDermott was, this is the part that actually makes me laugh the hardest. Sean McDermott at no point was trying to be funny. I know he did, Sean McDermott did not make a joke. This is here's here's here was my my. Hey, my someone, hey, someone leaked that audio because I got to see what the inflection tones were, the crescendos, the I need it. the the pauses. I need all of it, man. The way Ooh. that I saw that there was a quote Sean McDermott nine eleven thing was just that he apologized for some sort of like for referencing nine eleven in a team meeting or something. I just, of course, of course, I assumed like, oh man, was he like, like, you know, in the aftermath of 9-11, this city, this state, because they're in Buffalo, whatever, came together and like, oh, that was probably, whatever that was, was probably in pretty, pretty poor taste. Right. I would have bet my life it was along those lines and not, man, those terrorists had a plan. They stuck to it. Like that's, the fact that that can come out of your mouth. In a motivational setting, I saw somebody else tweeting like, you know, coaches like have assistants, even like help with their big, like big full team meeting address and all of that. Yeah. This wasn't just like a brain fart, but it's just baffling. And I said at the very top that I actually genuinely don't think that that whole story is the most damning thing that has come out of the story so far. Oh, I'm also it was a just a mistake. the way through it. It's a mistake. And if. If you've got a lot of goodwill built up and you make a mistake like that, usually yeah. you'll you'll hopefully have some people in your corner that can be like, yeah, that was really dumb. And also I, Sean McDermott, acknowledge that was really bad and I'm sorry and you have this evidence that that's not in my pattern of behavior. The, 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 the vein through, again, I'm halfway through part one of this story and it's entirely other blurbs and elsewhere. But the, the thesis statement in part one I'm so I am at least so grateful this came out Chiefs week because we were going to talk about it anyway. But now we can like talk about the bills as well mm-hmm. within all of this. He says, or excuse me, a, a, a coach, an anonymous now coach mm-hmm. says that's the biggest issue the Bills have. He's a fraud and he's a finger pointer. Ooh. Your head football coach cannot be a fraud and they cannot be a finger pointer. You you can be authentic and an a hole. Mm-hmm. You you can be you can be a finger pointer who cares deeply and is invested deeply and is true in the way that you're pointing fingers, or you can be a fraud and be agreeable. But you you there's no way you can be both. Like the the, so, the, the picture this story paints has me surprised that McDermott has been the head coach of this team for as long as he has. Um, more or less about wins and losses uh so you're saying josh just to just to clarify 
you're saying on one end, you could be as authentic as John Gruby. Yep. Or on one end, you can be as um, such a technician as Josh McDermott, right? Right. Or, or Josh McDaniels. That's, that's sure, what you're saying. Sure, sure. Right, right, right. I want I want a coach who's just as authentic as John Gruden and just as um, point the fingery as Josh as, as Josh McDaniels. Okay, great. And if you merge the two of them, um, maybe you get someone like Sean McDermott. It's it's um, and both of the guys you mentioned got fired for their own individual reasons, and Sean McDermott's trying to have it all. It's an it's it's really it's a really bonkers story. People should be yeah. beyond just the 9-11 nonsense. Crazy. As um, someone who has gotten out over his skis talking a time or two. Only a time or two, fortunately. Because the rest of the rest of my life, dear listeners, I've got Josh Shifter around me. Be like, hang on, set. Like, it's a miracle I've gotten through a sermon without you, quite frankly. There's a couple times I could have used you. But that's usually what I've got. The live stream environment is just the one that I'm calibrating well, for. And that's where I've got jazz in the crowd, she'll see the direction I'm going, and she just starts shaking her head. She will. I that has happened. I have been preaching a sermon. I'll get like a laugh. You know, you get a laugh. And laugh let me just tell you, good. I bet this. You know, ooh, I bet if I said a little more about this thing, and I'll start to lean in, and I see my wife just, and I'm like, but enough about that. Uh, <laughs> what what were we talking about? Oh, bye. You know, like you're like, oh right, coaches, I, coaches, I'm coaches. Seeing, I'm not. Seeing, Remember, this... fellas, remember, coaches, no explosive quotes. We can't have explosive No explosive. We just... can't have explosive quotes next week, okay? Guys, above all else, we got to coach these guys actual technique, game-specific issues. Not, no, I don't, don't motivate the guys with explosive quotes, okay? All right? Especially if they're 9-11 related. No explosives. Yeah. Don't. It just and and these things, what what he should have just said, like even the stuff, like well, you know, I didn't want people to take it out of context. You know what you say? I had a thought. It was dumb. Don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, was he improvising? Was he, hey, coach? Did you? Well, that's just like that is it's it, it's it's a Michael Scott story, and I'm sure he's a I'm sure he's a good dude. I'm just, it's like come on, man. Like sometimes you just gotta again as someone who's gotten out over his skis, and I'm excited to talk about football. This is football. This, this is football. That's like the storyline. Can you imagine some of the stories here on Sunday? I love this sport. I love this sport. He got to get on a plane and try to lead those boys to victory. I, I'm just looking forward to what people do. You know the Captain America gif where he pulls up the chair and sits down and is like, so you got detention. <laughs> Someone needs to do something with a sign with that. Because it, it incorporates so many elements of this. So don't let me down, Internet. Come on. I know the Internet is way funnier than I am. The Internet is undefeated. I sat in my office cackling for an hour straight. Yes, because trouble, people are so funny. trouble writing. But it's just so funny. And you're like, guys, please, like, stop it. Like, I got to work. I just, I need someone to not let me down here. There's something that incorporates that Captain America picture in a sign. And there's a lot there. But I just, I'm sure, is this, do you guys think this is something that like motivates the team? Because I'm hard no. to have this be like, oh, it's us against the world. It's like, no, this is like, like, this ain't Florida State, Seb. What you talking about? <laughs> I'm just trying to think of how it could, because like, 
Are they like? Are they, are they looking at us worse, Seth? Um, like you, this is this is like Nate's expression is right. It's a really stupid thing you've asked because the rest of the story, it's not like the internet's bullying our head coach for something he did say and has since apologized for. This the actual moral of the story is no one wants to be here. Like that's that's intimidating. You know, you know the you know the Key and Peele skit where there's a politician giving a speech and then they keep going back. They love it when you describe it. They they keep they keep cutting back to to the one guy in the crowd and he starts to like kind of like shake his head because he doesn't want to be shown at that specific moment in the speech, which is so funny. That's what I feel like it's gonna be. <laughs> he starts to kind of get out of the camera. That's gonna be Josh Allen. He's gonna be standing there next to McDermott, and it's gonna be during the national anthem. And he's gonna he's gonna look at the camera and be like shaking his head. At, at no uh at no point was Nate Taylor present for this recording of only weird games. <laughs> It'll be exactly like that. No one's gonna want to stand with him. Oh it's so I you're kind of the, the Sean McDermott of this show, Seth. I've been called well. So who needs the game more, fellas? It's the game more. It's gonna be so awkward, guys. Guy, like, honestly, I gotta anyway, the bills. Who needs Sean McDermott? Yeah, 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 or his job. Sean, Sean McDermott needs this win. Nobody has been as down as bad recently as Sean McDermott is right now. Because like people are questioning for one, they're six and six with an offense. By the way, Chiefs fans, you shouldn't take lightly. Their offense has been lights out. They're really good. And you're, they're six and six somehow. They've got the one dude in the league whose ceiling is Patrick Mahomes level. I mean, maybe, maybe like there's a few guys like when Herbert or Burrow are really on one, but they do it in kind of a different way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Allen is like the only one in the league, even now, even Herbert. It's like this overwhelming thing that happens when he says, best name. I don't even want to know what you just Rich. saw. Rich, come on, Rich. Rich. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I said that I have it. Oh, there's. Yeah, there you go. It's already. It's so already shot. Good up, Rich. Shout out to Rich Finn. He just had to use 911 terrorists as quote great teammates. Great, great tweet, Rich. Thank you. Thank you for making Seth's dream come true so quickly. <laughs> is it okay if I retweet this? I feel like it is. You summoned it on live. Oh, yes. What are you doing? We've That's been live so- the whole hey, time. Did you? If Kevin Clark can retweet that Norm McDonald bit, then I can retweet this. Because if, if there's one thing I know, I have got as much juice as Kevin Clark. This real quick like bit within the bit, and then we'll we'll talk about you know Chiefs Bills and who need game more and everything. Well, they the Bills are out of the playoffs. If they we'll lose. get we'll I said we'll get win. Oh, is that the starting? I'm point? doing a bit. I said I want to do a quick like step outside the bit because no no you you. Just seem to sometimes. Uh, I mean this, but I don't want this to be mean. You know, that's oh, my little no. tough spot here. Sometimes you seem genuinely a little bit confused or surprised at like how this show work, works. Yes, and you're yes. on almost every episode of it. Uh-huh. Technically speaking, I don't. Is there? Is there something you you are? struggling with or confused by is it a is it a filtration issue you seem uncomfortable <laughs> well i am now well you've seemed uncomfortable the whole time it seemed like there's been a little battle going on within you 
of what you shouldn't laugh at and then you laugh at everything and then apologize for it and i just don't know if i fully understand the machinations there i don't think any of us do 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 you you're gonna give me nothing then this is gonna be a dead-end bit because i just want i want you to all right so here's what it is can i just paint a picture i have a difficult time with the let's take a break What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. Say hello to a stressless holiday season with the help of HelloFresh. Skip the grocery store and save time with easy, tasty recipes delivered straight to your door. Spend your time this holiday season shopping for gifts and sipping cocoa, not stuck in the checkout line. Sign up for HelloFresh and get everything you need to whip up a fresh, tasty meal delivered to your door. Just choose your recipes, select the delivery date, and relax knowing dinner is on the way. You can make hosting this holiday season a joy rather than a hassle with the help of HelloFresh Market. From crowd-pleasing charcuterie boards to photo-worthy desserts, it's easy to add these party-pleasers to your weekly order, saving you so much time. With how easy HelloFresh makes it with all the ingredients, it can also be an opportunity to cook with your family during this season and make things fun with your family. Go to HelloFresh.com slash KCSNFree and use code KCSNFree for free breakfast for life. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash KCSNFree with code KCSNFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. The holiday season can be a time of great joy and celebration, but it can also bring extra added stress to your life. Whether that's stress from traveling, stress from spending time with family, or financial stress, It can be a time of ups and downs this time of season during the holidays. This time of year, you might be spending a lot of time thinking about others, getting gifts for your family or friends. But it could also be the right time for you to think about yourself as well. That could mean going easy on yourself in tough moments. A great option to help yourself through tough times this holiday season could be therapy. It can help you talk through tough times in your life. It can help you prepare emotionally for things you might experience in your life and help keep you grounded during what could be a stressful holiday season. It can be helpful in learning positive coping skills or how to set boundaries, and it can empower you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash KCSN for 10% off your first month. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, fellas, when uh, fellas, we've made it here, guys, you know, our season is not done. I'm painting a picture of us in the visiting locker room of Arrowhead Stadium at 310. Fellas. <laughs> Josh is going to give a speech. Hey, guys. <laughs> That's the move, right? Hey, I've asked Josh to say a few words. Yes. I'll see you guys on the field. Hey, fellas. Leader, speaking, another another Bills thing we haven't talked about. We're going to go ahead and have our leaders on the offensive and defensive side uh, speak to the uh, team, Josh Allen and uh, Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> Where <laughs> are you? Uh, like, that's hey, just not, we're not even crazy. Nope. Yep. Hey, 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 fellas, our season has not been written yet, okay? There's been 12 chapters, all right? There's been 12 chapters. The story hasn't been fully written yet. We're six and six, okay? We had a time to get ourselves prepared for this. We had a bye week, all right? We nope. put our full effort into this practice. Gentlemen, I have given you my everything this week, okay? I've had said some things that I am not proud of. But, fellas, when we go on that field, when it's life or death, I'm going to give you everything I have. Because right now our season's life and death, Okay? Remember, defense, no explosives. But offense, I need to see some explosions today, okay? All right, bring it down, Josh. Since we literally haven't acknowledged it, I had to double-check to make sure that nothing had changed because the sentence, the headline from CNN.com I'm about to read you doesn't sound right to me. Facing domestic violence allegations, Von Miller expected to be available to play for Buffalo this week. That is weird. Just- I mean... It's just, now it doesn't expect to be available. We'll see if something changes by Sunday. But, like, that genuine... So, really, like, again, the, obviously, completely serious here. The things currently happening in Buffalo today, 500 football team, as it's, like, I mean, star at this point might be an exaggeration for Von Miller, but a, a likely future Hall of Famer that he spent a bunch of money and yep. fired and, and has been a, a real selling point of this defense, obviously coming back from injury and everything. He got... Um, he turned himself in for uh, domestic violence allegations. Uh, they are 6-6, six and six, and their head coach just got 20,000 words published about him being a fraud and a finger pointer and uh, a terrorist analogy user. Like, that is the Buffalo Bills thing, team that we're talking about here, and I'm not sure the Chiefs win this football game. Trying to save their season. <laughs> like, needing to, because what Seth was saying earlier, that, that the Bills are, like, kind of just done if they lose this football game. Their schedule, I think they've got, like, one... Not terribly tough game. I, I can pull their schedule back up. But the Chiefs schedule gets way easier from here. If they win this game, they're probably the one seed. At least they're in line for it. And if the Bills lose this game, they're probably out of the playoffs. So it it is a extremely meaningful Chiefs-Bills game, if you're familiar with. It's just very different context than, than previous matchups. Yeah. Well, so one thing that's worth noting, I mean, the Bills aren't going to catch the Dolphins in all likelihood. And <laughs> we can always, you know say all these things about, well, if one team wins all their games and one team loses all the games, yes, okay. Odds are, 
the Dolphins at nine and three are going to win their division. So that means the Bills' only shot is a wild card. Here's the problem: they're six and six. The Steelers are seven and five. The Browns are seven and five. The Bengals are six and six, and that that they look like they've adjusted their offense to uh, to to their new quarterback. Mm-hmm. It turns out when you can throw the ball to Jamar Chase and T Higgins twenty times, yeah, mm-hmm. it turns out pretty good. It's not that hard to do. But we can come back to that at another point. The Jags are eight and four. The Colts are the Colts seven, are and, seven and five. Yeah, baby, five, baby. I, I, I hand to God, could not tell you who is playing quarterback for the. Is Gardner Minshew playing? Gardner Minshew. Hell yeah, yeah. Gardner Gardner Minshew. Yeah, the, yeah. The Texans are seven and five. Which, by the way, it was nice to see the Texans basically bury the Broncos' uh, playoffs playoff hopes, but. I would much rather play the Broncos. I know the Broncos beat the Chiefs. Hats off to them. They outplayed them thoroughly that game. I would much rather play the Broncos than the Texans in the playoffs. Because I've watched C.J. Stroud now. That dude is awesome. Like, <laughs> he's so good. Like, he's unbelievably good. Yeah. It's a... Uh... I thought for sure Nate was going to talk, and then his, his internet did a funky thing, and then I was just sitting here waiting for Seth to pick it up again. Oh, and I'll break the silence. I'm not too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, no, it, it's fine. Um, all I was going to say is just, you know, uh, in terms of this game, and and I know some people have asked in the comments. Um, the expectation is that Nick Bolton will play. He will start. He was a full participant these past two practices. He will obviously replace Drew Tranquil who's still in the league's concussion protocol. Um, but the Chiefs will not have Brian Cook, which I think is significant, given that Mike Edwards will now be asked to be a full-time starter, perhaps for the foreseeable, right? Um, sure. It, one, one, one bit of uh, information I can give you all is that uh, I did get a chance to, to, to see Brian Cook today. He was in as you know in good spirits as, as best he could be, um, but his left foot is in a walking boot. And he is still using crutches. So it was a bad sprain. Yes, yes. It, they uh, wouldn't even show the replay. Like, yeah, it's it's not great. Um, in in terms of Isaiah Pacheco, this is what would have led the show today if Sean McDermott wasn't himself. Right. Um, as I like to remind people, Andy Reid is old school, guys. Uh, you need to practice to get on the field. If you're not the starting quarterback. So um, tomorrow will be a pivotal day. If Isaiah Pacheco was out there, then sure, he has a chance to be available uh, for Sunday's game. But um, it's been a while now since I can remember a player who missed all three practices who then played uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, not named Patrick Mahomes. So um, Pacheco's going to need to be out there. He's got a shoulder contusion, although it's hard to tell on film when that injury occurred because a he's violent b he played all the snaps and c he punched somebody so we haven't talked to him and we have no further information as to how he sustained this injury so if he's not available then you would do a real running back by committee of Jarrett mckinnon who was a full participant today uh you know based on pacheco's perhaps you know unavailability um, you know, that's at least a positive sign so that they can have uh, their two other running backs in position between Jared McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And then, 
they'll elevate somebody up from the practice squad. But I want to remind you that there is a third running back if As the Pacheco does not go. Do either of you fellas know who that is? Because we, if Isaiah Pacheco doesn't play against the Buffalo Bills, then we're here, kids. Who is the third running back? Is that oh, you? Right? You don't mean the third running back on the practice squad? You mean nope. Darius Tony? Yes, we're here, kids. You know what? I'm here, here for it. I'm here for it. All of Kadarius Tony's skill sets. Uh huh. All of them. Yep. Oh, translate to running back. You're wrong. You you are this is Seth. You're you are the wrongest you've ever been. You're uh, factually wrong. Um, you know Mac Nagy. They not they not gonna use him for twenty routes. What you talking about, Josh? I mean, put him in the backfield. Let him run some RPOs. Let him run hey guys, some wildcats. What's the, what is what is the explicitly stated reason Kadarius Tony hasn't played more football? I honestly, I don't want to foolish decision making. I don't want to put it on Matt Nagy because I honestly don't know. That's how much of a mystery it's been this year. Um, but look, Andy Reid has said health out loud. Wow. wow. I mean, he's, he's also said that he's seen improvement in the receivers out loud. That guy will I mean, say anything. He lies, but but Canarius Tony's film does not like his, his history. I love Canarius Tony. You guys think you guys think eight carries is a good idea for him to get on the game, floor? baby. 12, 12, give him 12, give him 12 carries. I would love to give him 15 touches. I love Kadarius Tony, but to watch here and you two gaslight me like Kadarius Tony <laughs> be a bell cow is crazy. Hey, I don't know what you mean. Hey, uh, Jared McKinnon, you, you go back to your third down role. Shout out to you. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire, you are our short yardage first down running back. So you get to Clyde, Clyde Edwards Alaire, you get the ball in short yardage. Yep. And, and see, Kadarius, welcome to the Gadget Show, baby. You are I, a change of pace, man. I, I will just say, on a couple of the handoffs, and I'm Josh, you are obviously correct. No, in not, terms don't, of give him that. don't give him that. Don't give him that. Kadarius However, you know what do you what do you need as a what do you need as a running back? You need some explosion, some elusiveness, some elusiveness. You need some vision, oh. willingness to fight for extra yards, some straight right. contact, a little shake. I think maybe Kadarius Tony's problem is that he's trying to do all these things in too large a space. Whereas if he's asked to like one guy gets a chance to hit him at a time. If he just runs up, I think what hurts him isn't the hits. It's the 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 attempts to gumby like cut this way and that way. But you can't do that. If there's dudes everywhere, son. And so you hand him the ball, say, hey, here's the deal. This is called outside zone because we know Andy ain't going to stop running outside zone. So what you do, go towards the sideline. Is there a dude there? Okay. Look forward. Find a hole and cut. Hey, 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 Seth, bring Darius in real quick. Hey, hey, Darius, how you doing? Todd Pinkston, baby, how you doing? Hey, um... How you feeling? You feeling okay? Good, because we've been talking. We've been talking in the coaches' meeting. Yeah. I got yeah. I got Seth here with me. I got yeah. Josh. Now look, real excited about we, this, bud. We got a we, great idea here. We know we want you. We know you know we want to get you the ball, baby. Yeah. No, and I know I don't know Pat has been working with you off to the side, but you know for this week specifically with Isaiah dealing with some shoulder stuff. Right. I just want to I just want to show you a couple clips. Jimmy, run the clips. Okay, this is from 1997. <laughs> And this is the Denver Broncos against, well, that's him against the Jets. This is him against the Jaguars. 
Now, look, the Steelers were pretty good back then. Watch what he does here. Mm-hmm. You see that? You see that, Kadarius? Now, what Seth has drawn up here for us is is you in a, you know, kind of a full backfield. But, you know, obviously, Pat's going to be in the shotgun. You know, we're going to give a disguised look with, uh, with Clyde. And then, obviously, we're going to have you there as well. Now, look. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy, run that one back. Run, run that one again. You see that? You see that? You run that one again. Because out, and then he did. Now, son, I need to remind you that that's Terrell Davis, and I want you to Google him when you get home. Okay? Yeah. A little little bit of homework for you. Google when you get home. He made the he made the Hall of Fame. Is that is that right, Jimmy? Yes, he he made the Hall of Fame doing this. And there you You don't if you don't just one cut, baby. Let me tell you about another running back who who did a lot more than anyone ever expected, O.J. Simpson. If that's not going to motivate you enough, let me tell you about a young man. Now you might find the hurt. Sean, get out of here. Tony's on the injury report with a hip right now. Wow. Now, now, Kadarius, you might find some Hurts commercials with O.J. Simpson disregard. Yeah. Yeah, um, don't watch either. Oh, oh yeah, he was hilarious on the naked gun. Yes, he was. Yes, We're ignoring that, okay? Just, just stick to the football, okay? Now, now again, we just need you to make one cut and get upfield, baby. One cut, get upfield. If you one see cut. the safety, have some fun with it. Give give us give give the safety some sauce. But but get one just get just get west to get north, okay? Just one more cut. Just and, one cut, and just and understand. Your fun. We, you, you've wanted a lot more touches this year. This is a good way to. This is a good way to make it happen. Nate, thanks for for letting him know this. Yeah, yeah. Other couple yeah. looks for you. So uh-huh. this is called. This is called. This is called GT counter. Oh, so yes, normally, yes, yes. Normally, when you get the ball, mm-hmm. you know, there's no one between you and these tacklers. What if I told you that you could have Trey Smith between you? You hear? You listen to the tackler. You listen. What if I told you that? You listen, and you just follow him. You see that big dude? You just follow him. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm all in. I can't see a single downside. One would. One would think, Con, Con. What's your name again? Conrad. What? One would think so. Connor. This is not. Hey, I told you I'd give him back to the receivers room in a minute. Okay, just one more minute. All right. I just, I just, I've got, I've got also, three. I've got three ways he can actually get down the field with no one touching him for the first like seven or eight yards. Look, man, it's after 930. Isn't there like a curfew law here in Kansas City for people your age? I don't even know the guy. This is so mean. I've been defending every deadline. Right now, right now, Seth is like, these guys are going to ruin my career with all of these jokes. Just, just what? Just, we're all trying to fight. You can't even do the hot dog, uh, you can't even do the hot talk thing anymore at this point. You're a lawyer pastor, and you have the worst judgment of the three. Hey, that's good. Before before we let you go, say it with me now. One cut, baby. One cut. All right, I'll see you soon. All right, thanks for coming in. Yeah, yeah, we got this. Now let's, hey, is Clyde uh, is Clyde in the cafeteria still? Uh, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can bring him up. Oh, okay, well, will you, will you let him know to grab eight more racks of ribs first? Hey, Sheila, get, get, get him another order of ribs, okay? Yeah. We still have snuggles. You know what? You know what that diet would be. You know what diet that would be. You know what diet he'd be on. What diet would he be on, Josh? Yeah, Clyde Edwards Eclair diet. <laughs> yes. Woo! And hey, you know what? Look, shout out to shout out to Ceh. I this has to be intentional at this point. He looks noticeably bigger, and he's being run on certain plays, 
and he's changed his running style. That dude is not trying to shake anyone anymore. It really, it's like it just clicked to him. Okay, I am not going to be a bell cow running back. Well, I mean, <laughs> he'd stop looking at me when I'm talking. But what he can do. Now Seth is blaming you for looking at him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Thomas Lester. It's it's perfect. Um, I mean, come on, Tucker. You got to show. You got to show what Derek Hernandez just did to me. That, that is not great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I'll let Tucker. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll let Tucker be the judge. So, I, I just I think what Clyde's done, this will be kind of interesting. He, I, I've got you want to hear a galaxy brain theory on if Clyde Edward Alaire has to get, let's say, ten carries. Everyone, calm down in the comments. Let's say Clyde has to get multiple carries, ten carries on Sunday. Sure. Yeah, the only reason that I would be like cool would be I think with the way they're using him currently is they'd have to say, well, okay, we, we can't run him outside zone. We just can't anymore. We Well, for one, wow. we couldn't, well, one, we couldn't in the first place. It's just running and that was, when he, that was when he weighed 205. Now that he weighs 205, he can't do that. And that's what I tell people. I weigh 205. Um, There's a big so that first That's time. the one thing that's been a great last show. Thanks for the comment. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Seth is hey, uh, Seth is five foot and two pounds. Hey, yeah, hey, more Derek, or less. Derek, you're in the home run derby, baby. We just keep, yeah. we just keep putting them center cup for you. One of the uh, meanest things Josh ever said to me. Um, we ran into each other at uh, well, not ran into each other. We we went out to eat together, and I and I jumped up on his back, and he fell down a little, and not a lot, but a little, you know. Because he's a strong dude. He's a strong young man. That's right. That's right. So then, but then he, in a very manly way, picked me up and carried me for a little bit. So afterwards, I was joking around. I'm there with my family, and I'm like, oh, sorry, man. I'm heavier than I look. He goes, you're exactly as heavy as you look. (laughs) (laughs) It was the meanest thing anyone said to me in years. So I'm just saying, with Clyde, with the way they currently run him. The most important thing here is that canonically, Seth is acknowledged in the only Weird Games universe that I can absolutely carry him. Oh, just a unit of a man. Um, you know, thank you. You know what? I'm even gonna let you finish your point now. That was so nice to hear. Yeah, you know, I do what I can. So with what Clyde can currently do, some of the gap-based stuff, some of the under center stuff, get ahead of steam. Let's let Wanya Morris go to work. It's like, hey, Wanya, what are you real good at right now? Why I can move guys. I can move them real good. Even like Joe Tooney's not really an earth mover, but he's got great technique. You put him next to an earth mover. And now, all of a sudden, and uh, Donovan Smith has been fine-ish. He's not a great run blocker. Not now, all of a sudden, you've got Morris next to Tooney, next to Creed, next to Trey. And it's like, you know what might make sense? Running the ball under center. And you know what you can build off of with that? I don't know, some play action stuff. Maybe have 12, 13 personnel stuff. Maybe bootleg. I don't know, guys. Is Pat Mahomes comfortable on the move? I mean, like these are the things that we've been screaming for them to do. That's hey. low-key. They might be forced into doing it. Because Clyde is slower than Isaiah Pacheco. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Bring Pat in here, right? <laughs> since, since I've been watching Terrell Davies clips, I might as well just go, hey, you see that? You see that right there? That's, that's a bootleg. That's that's right. That's a bootleg. What do you think you of this? on the move. What do, you, what, what do you think? You know, because we're, again, this is, you know, in case Pop doesn't play. But, you know, what I see here is, you can make a defense flow one way and have Travis leak out the other side. And we know you got a good arm. Um, so, look, man, you know, Coach Seth here, 
has some interesting thoughts about Clive Edwards O'Leary. And, you know, it would be nice if he talked to reporters because then we could get an explanation as to whether or not he has actually put on weight. But this man ain't said a word since training camp. And, you know, for the for the good of the team, for the good of the community, um, let's, let's, let's let Clyde have a day so that he can, you know, maybe get a podium game. I, what we get, what we get quite a podium game, you know, against the Bills, a team he's used to, you know, running over, you know, remember the good days of 2021. <laughs> yeah, man, thanks for coming in. Just remember, bootlegs. See, see what Andy, see what Andy and Matt say. Give, give, yeah. You know what? Bring Jelani in too. You know, bring him in. All right, get out of here. Why was, uh, why why were Sky Moore and MVS following Patrick around? That was weird. Damn. It's hard to say. Look, we, anyway, we're, we're, we're trying to build their interpersonal communication so that they're on the field communication. Yeah. You know, well, I, they're all intertwined. It's just really it's unfortunate that when, when, when Pat popped into the room, both of them bumped into him, didn't realize that he'd stopped. But, you know, what can you do? Coach, we just we just one day at a time, Coach. Coach, 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 Coach Ed, we just... Just one day at a time. So here's the here's the deal. The Bills' defense hasn't been good this year. They've given Mahomes problems in the past. But Von Miller's not who he was before getting hurt and everything kind of going on previous years. And he was the one that kind of gave them a hard time last year in their matchup. It would be the maximum. I, I, look, the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs barring something insane happening. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of, in the meantime, I want them to win the game, obviously. And so all the stuff I'm saying in terms of what I think would help their offense schematically, I really mean that. Like, yeah, let's run a ton of 12 personnel where Rasheed Rice is one of the only receivers on the field because why not do it that way? Like, let's... Uh, the, let, the, Green, the Green Bay Packers did that at times and ran it to pretty good use. I guess yes, the they did. And, and that's a great way to slow down a pass rush. And that's... Look, Ward did a great job dialing that up. But I also, like, for all those schematic reasons, I think it's a really good idea. I think it takes advantage of Wanya Morris, who we might talk about at some point. It's hard to say. <laughs> for some reason or another, things have been... I'm going to guess no. <laughs> so, Morris ran... He, he did a great job run blocking against Green Bay. It would be great to see him get a little more... Um, he did a good job, actually, in pass protection, too, by the way. You read about it in the Chiefs of the North newsletter. You really should. I charted every... URL for that again? The URL, um, bit.ly slash Seth really hates money. That's the, that's the one I send people. So I I would just say there's there's schematic reasons to do it, but also, you know, the Chiefs have won a couple Super Bowls in the last few years, and part of me just loves chaos. And so, like, it, part of it's about I want to watch them win, but I also just want to enjoy it and laugh a lot. And one of the funniest possible things is Clyde Edwards O'Leary somehow oh, rushing for, like, oh. 128 three touchdowns and everyone being like what wait well, call it let's let's call it Zep. you know obviously we put the game plan together and coach Andy Reid just puts a little tinkers you know little adjustments here and there let's 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 give let's give Clyde Edwards O'Leary a podium game opportunity you know that's getting to the podium yeah give him the podium he's very likely not going to be in Kansas City next year let's give him a chance to show teams that he can he can plow the road man and that's i i love the idea of a dude who is like five foot eight at the absolute most saying you know what i'm maybe i'm a power runner because he's always had legs as thick as tree trunks mm-hmm. and he's always like carried dudes on his back and stuff while he goes mm-hmm. it's just he's he's been light so if guys hit him the right way he goes down and which is weird because isaiah pacheco's not 
like that much heavier than him. Isaiah Pacheco just made out of mercury or lead or something. Um, hey, so Josh, Josh, how many carries do you want for Kadarius Tony in our game plan? How many? What's what's the what's the what's the play script? If everything goes right, how many how many carries do you want for Kadarius Tony? I'll, I'll give him three, and then we can bring him out of the carbonite for the Super Bowl, and we can have this conversation again. Sounds good to me. We're looking for a win this week. You know, it's just. I think this game matters. I really do. That's day by day. Day by day. I I am more than happy to watch Canarius Tony evolve into Diet Debo. Like I think that would be awesome. I I we we've seen the glimpses of it, and it's awesome. It's fantastic. I just also am running out of reasons to believe that the Chiefs don't think Canarius Tony is one of the three or four best receivers in their rotation in a week that Andy Reid said MVS's biggest issue is that he hasn't been in the flow enough. Like that, we are fully. Is that an actual quote? I yeah, that was that. my one. That was my one thing. I thought we'd do some running back sort of Wanye stuff, and you kind of combine some of that so we can talk more. But yeah, Andy, I'll. And you know what? Let me open my Google Doc, and uh, I'll I'll bring that one back around. Do you want to? Do you want to give at least a, a little more of the cliff notes on the Wanye Morris film review though, Seth? It was really interesting. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah. So I, I reviewed every snap of Wanye Morris. Um, Wanye, Wanya Morris, not Wanye. Um. And so the, what I do, um, yeah, I chart wins, losses, and neutral snaps, pass blocking, run blocking, pressures, hits, sacks. I only charted him as giving up two pressures. And I can already hear someone in the comments right now, but Seth, he gave up a sack. No, he didn't. Lucas Van Ness got around the corner at 11 yards deep, and it took about three and a half seconds for him to get there. Because um, nobody was open. Yeah, Pat, there was no one open, so Pat was going to start moving. The pocket was getting a little muddled, not too bad. But Pat often, if no one's open with the initial two or three reads, Pat does move. And the reason for that is it draws guys to him and creates passing lanes. And if you're going to like it when he does that, then you got to understand sometimes it's going to result in a sack because then the defensive end has a place to go. So I only charted him as giving up two pressures. He also, he didn't have a ton of one-on-one pass blocking looks. But he had a couple of really nice ones against Gary, who's a really good player. Smith is a good player. Um, And I also tried him with five run block wins, no run block losses. I mean, he he genuinely played well. Now, that is not a a quote-unquote preview of everything he's ever going to do. Because after your first NFL action, now what's happening this week in Buffalo is their defensive coordinator is still there, I think. Anyway, he's he's, they, he's, he's not. No, they're you know pulling what? up clips. Be. They are right now pulling up clips of Wanya Morris from last week and looking at some of his issues with change of direction and his inconsistent footwork and saying, all right, how can we take advantage of this vulnerability? And then Sean McDermott's going to pop his head in and say, well, guys, you know what? Josh, why don't you say things now? Seth just just experimenting with the concept of self control. What Andy Reid said on Wednesday. Speaking of speaking of people who should hear themselves before they say things out loud, sometimes that's mostly about Seth, but a little bit in this instance about Andy Reid. Andy Reid says about the missed wide receiver connections. Mentions again being on the same page with each other, which he also said post game after the Packers game, which is funny because after the Eagles game, he, he denied that as a concept, but. Uh, on the MVS deep shot. So they want to try to keep MVS in there a little more so he stays in the flow. And Pat went back to him on, quote, the controversial one, which intrepid reporter Nate Taylor did follow up with to ask, anything else you'd like to say about that play, Andy? And I was only listening, not watching, so I I, I 
heard him decline nonverbal. Got to, yeah. He said, he said, no. <laughs> so the mustache did some work there. Yeah, he really did. I uh, I do have an actual, like, serious, honest to God, take off of what Andy Reid said there. Andy Reid doesn't believe that. It's impossible. No, um, he's got to be lied. The, the the damning thing about that, a lot of damning content today. Um, that's why we have Seth, though. He, he, he brings us right out. You know, fortunately, um, you don't have to be responsible for that content. Yeah, unfortunately, even more so, you still are saying the things you're saying today, so... Here's here's why Andy Reid does not believe this and why it is damning. Marquez Valdez-Scaling has, on the season, played 58.57% of the Chiefs' offensive snaps. That is uh, the exact same amount as Isaiah Pacheco, just obviously different positions, but like in terms of how often guys are on the field, it's still the most out of any wide receiver on the year. He has not played fewer than 32 snaps at any point this season. His lowest single-game percentage is 46.8% of a single game's offensive snaps. The reason that I think that's meaningful is not because Andy Reid's going to try to, quote, fix the offense by giving him VS 95% of the snaps on Sunday. I don't expect that. The reason that sucks and that I think it's worth talking about is because Andy Reid is out of plausible answers to give publicly. <laughs> like, there, there, is, there is no other... Little little compartment from to reach in and say, well, young receivers and getting more reps. And we like having a big rotation. It means we have a lot of variety and gives chance guys give give a lot of guys a chance to step up. Or we don't like our big rotation. It's the thing that's getting guys out of the flow and we just need them to play more. He could have said that about literally any other receiver on the team and it would have had some credence to it. But for the highest snapping receiver on your team, whose snap counts have declined slightly, but not significantly enough for that take to make any sense. It, it to me, felt like Andy Reid just, just saying 15 words that would get him past the wide receiver questions because there's nothing else for him to say, and that's kind of sad. Yeah. Well, because he's never going to say, hey, look, MVS has been in this league a long time, and he is currently playing worse right now than he has in, like, five years. Exactly. Like, you can't. He will never just say that. And as far as I can tell, that's what's happening. I, I, I Maybe I'm, I have no idea. It would be really interesting to, you know, utilize some kind of truth serum or something and be able to like just sit down with MBS himself and just ask him, be like, so dude, what do you think is the problem? Because you never know. I mean, you know, the human heart, like maybe he feels like he's not getting a fair shake. He did take a lot of responsibility for, you know, his job versus Philly. And, but I'm just curious. Because there's crazy so many. I mean, that would have been crazy. That would have been, that would have been, you know, whose fault that really was the uh, groundskeeper. The, uh, Funny, I, I drove my car through the garage door when I got home, and that was my fault. Feel free to praise me for my bravery. <laughs> I get. I'm just used to seeing people blame other people for things that are so obviously their fault that I'm Why, like, "Are you wow. a Bills fan? <laughs> How dare you run our offense and have 12 men on the field for the game-winning field goal? How dare you get out? Yeah. It's it, it is just so interesting though, like to see someone and, and MVS throughout his career has had some consistency issues with his hands. But he's generally been in the right place, even if he's not an incredible deep ball tracker. He's been decent at it. Like, it's just weird what's occurred here. 
But I don't know. People that talk about deep ball accuracy being a, a wide receiver stat, there is something to that. Um, that's like where people always said, no, Russ Wilson throws a beautiful deep ball, but he hasn't been as on the money this year or last year as he was in previous years. And that's because that deep ball accuracy and Geno Smith's enjoying that now too, both good deep ball throwers, don't get me wrong, but that's a Tyler Lockett stat. Can I can I read a statistic that um, is via true media about this very subject? Ooh. Patrick Mahomes has 199 unreal, unrealized air yards on drop passes this season. That is a combined of the distance of the target and the combination of the drop. It is the second highest total in the NFL this season. A hundred and ninety-nine yards are not on Patrick Mahomes' stat line due to drops. There's no yak after the fact. Yes, and that and that is per, that is if they just stopped it and fell, just caught it, and fell. Yep, down. that is at the drop point, basically, which and, isn't out of the realm of possibility with what we've seen this year. So, so also, uh, Kansas City has dropped six point four percent of targets on throws of fifteen yards or plus downfield this season. That is the third highest rate in the NFL. That's gross. And so that's where uh, Primetime Gala is saying Gala? Gala? I'm go with Gala. Can we get more Richie James snaps? I wouldn't hate to see it. At least see it. I mean, he did talk today in the locker room, so he's advocating for it, Primetime. The Clyde edwards alaire and Richie James game. In week 14. <laughs> Super Bowl contender, Kansas City Chiefs. Had a big day today on offense on the back of Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Richie James. Things that aren't incredibly likely you'll hear, but not out of the realm of possibility. And but that's close to out of the realm of possibility, honestly. Because, yeah. like, I... like, all it takes is a couple. That's really all it takes is Mahomes doing something weird one or two times and Richie James being the other guy on the receiving end of it. And so... The the one thing that we the one thing we can say definitively is the Bills have a bad defense. Statistically, the eye test, they are worse on defense than the Packers. Um, so if the Chiefs struggle on offense in this particular game, given the stakes involved, even yeah. without Isaiah Pacheco, um, it's it's a it that would be that would be a cause for concern. Because Rasul Douglas is one of the Bills' best cornerbacks. He was not on the team when the season began. That is how bad their secondary is. And even with a bye week and two weeks to prepare, the Chiefs should be able to move the football. Of course, then the questions arise of, will they catch it? Will they perform in the red zone? Will they not have self-inflicting turnovers? Well, Andy says that they're working on that, so... Um, I had completely, completely forgotten about what the title of this stream says, and Nate's yeah. the one that knows what it meant. Yeah, so I, I am at least curious, Nate. Okay, as to two defensive weaknesses. In fairness, we we did we did sort of brainstorm how the show was going to start before Sean McDermott came out and uh, had his apparently a second press conference. I call this meeting to say. Can you can you unroll it? I'm sorry. <laughs> now, if anybody would like to ask me any questions, I'm going to 
revert back to the set side. You're asking a lot of questions that could be answered by the shirt I'm currently Yes, yes, yes. You from the Associated Press in row 17. Uh, I just want to remind you that I'm sorry. (laughs) So, what are the Chiefs' two intertwined defensive weaknesses, Nate? I'm on the edge of my seat. It took 12 games, guys. And this is a credit to the players and really to Steve Spagnuolo and his defensive staff that it took 12 games. It took 12 games of data to really find a weakness that I think other teams, in this case the Buffalo Bills, can sort of replicate. Uh, They discussed this on NFL Live yesterday, and then I wanted to sort of dig more into the numbers. Um, But shout out to Mina Kynes, Dan Orlovsky, and Marcus Spears. But what you see now is, from a statistical standpoint, we all know that the Chiefs' best defensive grouping, their personnel, is dive. They are the best team in football when it comes to dime personnel based on the quality of players they have in the secondary. I asked the Spagnuolo today, how much does the equation change when you don't have Brian Cook knowing that Mike Edwards is going to take his place? Um, All Steve Spagnuolo did was praise Mike Edwards, which leads you to believe they can't run dime because uh, Jamari Cotters has struggled at times in the secondary and they don't really have a cornerback that you would think could give um, the same amount of production as Mike Edwards did in that third safety position. Go ahead, Josh. Who got cut this week? Huh? Who in the NFL got cut Those this week? Look. Um, what he, Chiefs legend got cut this week? He just happens to be Dan Sorensen. The- Dirty Dan, bring him up! Larry Connor exists. No, but he Nate doesn't know. he doesn't. No, Nate just said he doesn't. Not but really. He- but he doesn't know the system, and it you can kind of tell on passing downs where he's supposed to be. No, he is. knows the system. The film rat. The guy who so is, grit. is going to be tricked or treat. Okay. Um, so, look. They're going to give it a week. Maybe Dan Sorsen gets a call on Tuesday. We'll see. But they can't run dime. And what Matt LaFleur showed the rest of the league is that if you put two tight ends and a running back on the field, at least for now, and at least last week, Steve Spagnuolo has to reply with three linebackers, which one could argue, without Drew Tranquil available, is their worst sub-package or their worst personnel group. So what has happened is teams are starting to run the ball with higher success rate against the Chiefs. That has been the case over the last five weeks. And Matt LaFleur paired the running game with the passing game better than anybody else in the 12 weeks that the Chiefs have played with play action. Yeah, he did a good job with that. This is where things get really interesting, okay, kids? Because I'm going to read you a couple stats, and it's something to keep in mind for Sunday's game. Now, the Packers average 5.2 yards per rush. So anytime Jordan Love handed the ball, it's a legitimate option. And because they were winning the game and never behind, the running back and the running game were a equal part of the component of the Packers offense. Here's where it gets interesting. Without Drew Tranquil on the field, without Nick Bolton, without Brian Cook, Love completed 12 of 15 attempts for 144 yards in a touchdown 
when the play started with play action, guys, dudes were running butt naked open, okay, against play action. Now you're saying, well, Nate, that's just one game, baby. Hey, they have a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a slide. That's okay. Tell me what the stats are all season. <laughs> well, what you know, on 126 plays that have involved play action this season, the Chiefs have allowed the opposing offense to produce five touchdowns and gain 10 or more yards on a completion 50% of the time. So 50% of the time you use play action and you complete a pass, it's for a first down. That's bad, guys. Uh, the Chiefs are 24th in the league with defending play action passes based on success rate uh, via true media, and, of course, the next question is, well, who do the Chiefs play next, Nate? Does Josh Allen use play action? Well, wouldn't you know it? The, if I know this, Joe Brady better freaking know this, okay? And so this is where the game really comes to play. Josh Allen is perhaps one of the best quarterbacks using play action. In 104 attempts this season with play action, Josh Allen has completed 74 passes for 1,040 yards, and he has scored 12 touchdowns. Just two interceptions, just two sacks. Now, even when he does not attempt to pass after play action, and this is where it gets really scary, he scrambles for touchdowns. He's had three scrambling touchdowns off of play action versus two sacks. So the Chiefs better get a lead, and the Chiefs better have the tempo in their favor this week versus what happened last week. Because if Josh Allen and the Bills prove that they can run the ball, and of course they can use Josh Allen um, as a running device anyway, then it's going to open up things in the secondary because you don't have Brian Cook. And for all the goodness that Nick Bolton has done, it's a lot to ask of him in his first game back to just be all pro again. Um, they have to get pressure on the quarterback. They have to win on first down because if they don't, you can give up rushing yards and then those rushing yards can lead to easy completions on play action. That, what does that make you think? How does that make you feel? You know, the Chiefs are going to struggle against play action in part because they're, they're pass rushers while Amenahu is the best of the bunch besides Chris Jones. Um, play action one thing that it does in addition to getting guys out of position a little bit in secondary is it slows down your pass rushers right correct and Carlotis and Dana in particular are guys that can't get slowed down they got to know which thing they're doing because they're both kind of slow burn pass rushers decent guys they're 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 a good part of rotation any team's lucky to have them but yep. that's problematic for them um a man who I haven't quite seen enough there um when he's rushing from the um from the interior He's a guy that can make up for that lost ground. So what happens with play action, because you're initially, you know, um, trying to gap control, you're not, you, you've got to shift from gap control to rushing the passer. So you've got to be able to win quickly. And yes. Jones and Amenahu on the interior are the only two who can do that. Um, Amenahu um, on the edge has never been like a quick winner. He's a guy who can do it with power, but because they're they're setting you up for play action, that power is harder to do because they're they're coming up against you. So that's one reason why the Chiefs have, have struggled with play action for years because they've got one guy that can recover from that, and that's Jones. And so if you've got a good scheme with slid towards him and your play action and everyone else, 
your quarterback, unless someone else can get those wins more quickly, yep. is going to have three, three and a half seconds. And that is just a bad combination overall. I would also know, you know, with the three linebackers on the field, especially if if Tranquil's off the field, the only one of them that you're really comfortable with in coverage currently is is Willie Gay Jr. And he can be hit or miss assignment wise. Uh, the Packers, the Packers never, the Packers never tried him. They nope. always tried Jack Cochran and yep. Leo Chanel. They never right. tried Willie Gay. And that, then there's there's a good reason for that. Like Gay might overrun tackle sometimes. Or he might, you know, scream towards your target like a scud missile and tackle him for a loss of six yards. And you really don't know. That's an offense. It's like, oh, let's, how about we not go after the guy who runs like a four four forty? And so it's just tough. Bolton returning, he he struggles in coverage in some ways, but he does understand the assignments. So th- there can be some help there with that. Mm-hmm. But it's still, um, it's still tough. It's still tough overall. So I'm just, I'm just. I, I I definitely believe it, but part of that is the basis of their pass rush right now. You've got one superstar, one guy who's maybe a dude, but only when he's rushing from the interior. A man and who's it, not a dude when he's on the edge. And you know it's a clear passing down. Yep. To where the to where the, the, the threat of the run is not legitimate. And again, that's why Steve Spagnuolo said today that the re-emphasis has been on winning first down so that yep. you can get them behind sort of their the, you know, get them behind the script so that you can um, lean into what Spags and the defense has been really good at, which is yep. third down um, efficiency and splash plays on third down, most notably from the blitz. So what are the counters? The counters, I think, are Justin Reed has got to improve in coverage because without Brian Cook as sort of his own security blanket, he got kind of picked on against the Packers. And I'm interested to see how he sort of responds knowing that he doesn't have a deeper safety alongside him in Brian Cook. Mike Edwards cannot do the things that Brian Cook can do, in my opinion. Like he can't be the 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 single high safety if you want to do some robber, if you want to do cover three, or or even quarters to a certain extent if you want to sort of you know invert things. But they're gonna need a lot from Justin Reed. They're gonna need a lot from Chris Jones. And as I explained it to Holly. Well, how how do you beat a seven man protection, especially if it's a max protection play action? Baby, you blitz the hell out of them. You just say we're coming regardless. Why do I need my linebackers trying to float back to the middle when we could just go right at you? So fascinating to see what the game plan is, because I think for the first time, the Bills can actually look at something that led to real sustainable success and say, why don't we? do that in our own version of the offense like you said spags t- today said uh we only got them to 10 third downs last week and one fourth down that's not enough you want thinner 15 or 15 to 18 third downs and you want to win 12 or to 13 of them uh and and, and kind of like you alluded to not only not only teams being good when they're on script but spags even specifically talking about having a good uh first 15s and that the bills are a team with they're great mm-hmm. first 15 so i'll be very interested to see where that comes from um one, I was, I think I need to change the clock here. But um, one thing that we didn't really talk about um, very much on Monday, and obviously you weren't here for Monday's show, as well, like one more part to it, specifically with the Bills, it was uh, third and five on the Christian Watson touchdown. Yeah. But it looked like the Chiefs essentially like rushed three and kind of spied with two. Um, it would, I, don't, I didn't write down who it was, but. 
Um, it was two linebackers, like, kind of there dancing around the line of scrimmage, but not actually fully pursuing. Yes. First love's got yeah. some wheels, but seeing two guys there was odd. But I don't know if that's anything that you also caught or, or how you think that might play in. Part of me wonders what was the part of me wonders what was the running back responsibility. And I if think there he was, stayed in there too. And so. was, and I was gonna say if there was some miscommunication as to what the running back was supposed to do on the play versus what the play actually was, which is Jordan Love, waity, 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 please get open, Christian. And then he was, um, you know, with 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 even Trick McDuffie telling us yesterday, look, I lost I lost eye leverage. I was I was speaking. And then he crosses my face, and now I don't have a chance to sort of recover. So um, it's funny that sometimes you call a play, and even when the offense is wrong, they can still be right because it it just makes a defender just stand like furniture uh, instead of actually you know moving towards either who he's supposed to be covering or hey you know look like like one of the best things that Leo Chanel does is he says I got the running back I got the running back oh he's staying in to protect and I go right at you know, O'Connell's uh, rib cage, you know, but that didn't happen. So it does make you wonder like, well, what am I supposed to do if he's standing there and I don't feel like I can get there fast enough. And all of a sudden, you know, it's a we are rapidly approaching the, uh, the, the new high watermark for the longest episode of only weird games. And that's mostly Sean McDermott's fault. So we, uh, you know, I'll point some fingers here. Uh, but with that being said, let's, let's go around the horn a little bit here and uh, give me a prediction and something you're looking for. Seth, you can, uh, you can kick us off. <laughs> um, so I think uh, I, I think a lot rides on this game for the Chiefs. This does kind of feel like a game that if they don't get right this week, you got a couple more weeks, really. But we're they're not nearly as desperate as the Bills. They're just not. But they are in a they're in a tough spot. Um, and so I'll, I'll maintain my normal optimism, and uh, we'll say that the Chiefs uh, Chiefs twenty Bills seventeen. Why not? Ooh, wow! Some, oh, and the thing I'm. I'm going to keep an eye on, on, on Wanya Morris. Um, of course, you know, seeing how he does in his second real start, the, the difficulty level tends to uptick that second time around. And uh, we're just like every other game. And from now until the end of time, it seems like uh, Rasheed Rice's usage and Kadarius Tony at running back. I just got the violent hiccups for the second time today. So I'm going to go fast and say, my, uh, Seth, you say the Bills are more desperate here. Hiccup, I think Ooh, maybe I'll be looking through it. We'll find out. Uh, there it was. You said the Bills are the more desperate team. I would like to see the Chiefs argue that because yes. it goes back to week, week freaking one. That wasn't me censoring myself. It was <laughs> when it feels like the Chiefs have had a lower energy level than their opponent almost every game this season. I would love to see that change. I'm going uh, Chiefs 23, Bills 20. Cut it. If the Chiefs don't score 30, it's their own fault. I cannot stress this enough. As much as we've enjoyed the Chiefs-Bills rivalry, this this Bills defense is not good. So unless they come out with some amazing tactical plan that uh, the Chiefs can't necessarily foresee coming, um, there should be plenty of opportunities for them to score. So I am, I guess, the rare high mark. Um, Chiefs 31, Bills 24. I, I think Josh Allen understands that he's got to go above and beyond even what most quarterbacks are required to do, right. uh, which can lead to some high variance, but can lead some, but could lead to a touchdown that you don't necessarily expect. So, thirty-one twenty-four. Um, this game is, I think, more about the Chiefs' offense than it is about the defense, yes. uh, because the defense is the is the unit who's for the first time having a little bit of a understandable, not just statistical slump, but they're also not fully healthy like they've been all year. Right. 
on a on a side note, I just wanted to let people know I I'll be there at the game. Um, with my, oh with my yeah, white right. jazz. So, um, oh, Renee, I thought there was, I, I thought there was something happening. Yeah. So if uh, if you run into me, I'll probably be wearing a, a red KCSN sweatshirt. Uh, yeah. So I'll be really easy to identify because I'll be maybe. I mean, will other people be wearing red? Or well, the special thing for Seth is that he'll be wearing one of the the red KCSN sweatshirts. You can pre pre-order order on uh, sandlotgoods.com in the KCSN uh, section. But Seth will have one custom thing, which will be his own name on the back. <laughs> they get yeah, us out of well, here. I'm gonna mute my oh, microphone that, again. I've got a poster card. So, <laughs> will we be seeing Taylor sitting next to Seth? Great question. <laughs> That's uh, hi, welcome back. We're in the second quarter here at uh, Arrowhead uh-huh. Stadium, and look at this, Tony. We have uh, what appears to be. Donna Kelsey, Taylor Swift, and uh, a couple I've never seen before. They appear to be Minnesotan. Uh, uh, oh, I, oh, I'm, I'm excuse me, I'm getting a slip of paper here. That 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 says Jazz and Seth Kaiser. Interesting. All right, this clearly, is a, clearly the woman lost a bet. So this is a this is a third down for Josh Allen. Uh, you know, it's gonna get chaotic. Please, Josh, try to hurdle somebody. Please, it's the best thing. In all 22 is when Josh Allen says, I'm doing it. I want to hurdle somebody. You and me, buddy. Let's go. Sean McDermott probably doesn't like it when he does it. And if he could just find a better way to communicate with him. To get on the same page, you say. Yeah. Like, there's got to be some kind of example he could set. I bet Sauron did a really good job motivating the orcs. 